with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey everyone, tonight my guests are the husband and wife duo, Veronica and T.D. Benton of White Collar Sideshow. They were excited to catch up and share their new single and video release of My Warped Places with us. Let's just get started. So guys, we spoke <laughs> last September, if I remember correctly, yes. and, and I saw on your social media post that you were wanting to book some interviews, and I thought, I'm going to call them up because I don't know what's happening with you guys. I don't know what is happening with anybody. <laughs> right. It's just really weird. But I thought, I'll check in with them, and we'll talk about what you wanted to talk about. But before we go there, how has life changed for you since the last time we talked? Oh, man. Well, we are no longer in Nashville. We were in Nashville. Come home and did the holidays, which is kind of normal for us to come home. We don't generally tour or do any shows in the winter time anyway we don't like driving in it we're true southerners so we're, we're generally home um but t has been back in the studio and he actually just had to hustle here you know i, I never switched my watch from the time change Uh-oh. and we're old school and we actually yeah and so I'm, I'm in the studio going oh man i got another hour and we're working 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 veronica texts me and she's like uh interview at seven and i'm like yeah it's 5 30 <laughs> no, I'm, I hustled. So, yeah, he's been in the studio about weekly working on new music. We hadn't planned on new music this soon because we released our album October of 2019. We did that awesome fall run. That's when we met you. Uh huh. That's right. And then we were ready to go, raring and ready to go last summer. And, of course, everything was shut down. So we've really only done about, I don't know, maybe 40 shows of this one, which for us, that's just nothing. I mean, we've had years where we've been on the road 200, 250 days a year. And so for 40 shows, we're like, no way. We put way too much time, money, and energy into this thing for it to only be 40 shows. But with us down and having the opportunity of the studio uh, presented to us, we, T just decided to take advantage and say he's what six yeah. songs down. Yeah, six songs. But wow. you know what's interesting? I never knew that that was going to happen here. Um, studio Two Twenty One reached out to me and said, "Hey, like to work on a couple songs. Why don't you just come in the studio and check it out and let's see what happens?" And I've never really written songs with anyone before, and I was like, "Well." Okay, let's see how this happens. Other than our producer in L.A. and get in there. And um, man, we just hit it off really well. And the new stuff, you can see the evolution from where we were on the last album to where the future is going to be, or at least artistically where we're going. Um, and it's crazy because it's different. And it's, um, you know, sometimes with different, it's challenging with uh, is this okay? Is it okay to do this? This is definitely outside of the box from in the realm of where we've been. But is this a natural progression? And uh, and I guess as I'm getting older, I don't care. Like it's that, yeah, it's you. it's us. It's, I'm it's in the like studio. The this is what's coming out. So yeah. let's just go this direction and see where the next evolution takes us. You can't write music to please other people anyway. You just need to do you and be yourself. And I feel like that's when some of the most honest and genuine genuine yeah. music comes out is when you're not trying to please anybody or be somebody else. Or be a gimmick. And, you know, I've, both of us have been in those situations through the white collar journey of finding identity and figuring out who you are beyond a band. Like your identity is not your music or your band. You know, and it's easy to be consumed by the thing that even the good Lord calls you to do. And I'm um, super guilty. <laughs> 
well, I can't wait to see where we're going. This is me now you got yeah, now you got me interested in uh, hearing what's going on over here. I think in the journey of white collar, where we were very innocent and very genuine and sincere in who we were as performers and putting the performances together, um, even in the days where we were, you know, Veronica was playing bass in a cage and Phil was our drummer and he was a pig, and my son was performing with us. You know, all these different characters whom we really didn't see that as a gimmick at the time because we were using those characters as part of a living, breathing testimony. But now as I look back at images and videos that are popping up over the last, you know, 12 or 13 years, it's like, wow, you know what? I don't know if that really was me. But now as I'm becoming, you know, I'll be 46 this year. Well, that's the thing, too. You You at 30 is not you at 46. And so it was you at 30. It's just not you now. Right. I feel like where we're headed to is even becoming more genuine and real and sincere. And, you know, everything that you've learned through working on your albums, through the other bands that you've been in in the past, through all the beginning of it, you know, you're starting to evolve. And I feel like it's a maturity in a sense. So we're writing and recording, but we're still going to get to come back and see that show, right? Yeah, that, yeah that's, a, that's <laughs> well, the other show. That's our, that's our next challenge, Cindy. So we actually have started booking shows. I, I sat on it for quite a while. And then just with the rollout of the vaccines, you know, even California is starting to open up, which is crazy because a lot of people are like, well, Texas is open. Arkansas will be open soon. I'm like, we tour internationally. I need more than two states open. You know, like I. I'm trying to get to West Virginia. I need to be able to stop on the way. And so, but with all the vaccines rolling out, I'm feeling like, wow, this actually might happen. It's hard to say. Uh, I hope it all happens. I I won't be too surprised if things still canceled. I'll be a little bummed, but it won't shock me, honestly. Right, right. Um, I, I know that several you have to be uh, flexible. promoters. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Several of the bigger promoters have just had a really hard time getting insurance for these festivals. Oh, Nobody yeah. wants to insure it. And so that's yeah. been one of the big ones. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I have actually started booking for August. It seems like every festival wants to be Labor Day weekend. So I'm trying to navigate that as well. <laughs> we have like three or four the same weekend. Um oh, no. So, yeah, I'm just trying to navigate that. And, of course, like, and, you know, again, we're a little bit older in this. And so I don't want to kill ourselves in the process. I told T, even our tour that we did uh, last, or I say last fall. You know what? When I say last year, I mean 2019. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all over that. I know what you're saying. 2020 didn't happen. (laughs) It did not happen. So when I say last fall, I mean October of 2019. um, When we did that tour, it was, gosh, what do we do? Like 17 states and 40 days, yeah. like 30 well, shows. And 40 it was days. back to our old life. Like we were, you know, working three shifts and you know, the lifestyle, Cindy, I mean, you're around the bands and artists all the time. So, you know, that like you're eating dinner at four in the morning sometimes and, mm-hmm. and you still have to get up at 10 to get to the next place. Like, so, it, and there's no crew with us. It's me and Veronica. So it's like, you are your own worker. <laughs> and so, and what I've realized too, through truly through 2020 is the reason that we have stayed afloat is our supporters. We are a nonprofit. And so we have people that are monthly supporters and then people that'll just be one-time supporters. And truly most of our monthly supporters stayed on with us through the entire thing, which blows my mind, which has given us the opportunity to continue this journey and, you know, I hope everything opens back up and write new music and whatnot. And so I told T even, I'm not going to kill us when I book shows in the future. And I'm going to make an effort to stop by supporters locations, you know, even if it's a couple hours out of the way, like if they're one of our supporters, we're going to make an effort to try to get there and see them because 
having a meal with the people that have kept us alive through this is probably more important to me than putting on a show for strangers, really. Like these people have done so much for us. Mm. And it's we are family is extended. It is family. family. Absolutely. Yeah, we we would not be able to do anything that we're doing, especially at this point. I'm just so grateful and thankful for the people in our life. And it's funny that how the Lord brings like hearted people together. Mm-hmm. He does. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Miller Express LLC is a solid rock radio business ministry partner specializing in delivery, setup, and relocation of storage buildings. More info by calling 803-375-94. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. So how has your life changed? We could talk about spiritually. We could talk about physically. But how has your life changed with this weird year thing? What are what are some things that have well, changed? This is definitely a Veronica okay. answer. Oh, well, I was just going to say, we're used to being broke, homeless, and unemployed. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was like no big deal for us. Everybody's like, broke, homeless, and unemployed. Those are the three worst things you can be. We're like, oh, we've been doing that yeah. for 12 years. Like, we've got that in the bag. Yeah. we, You know, <laughs> we live in a truck, and everything we own is in the truck. So we could go anywhere. Um, and we've been living like this for, you know, 13 years. So we, when people would call and say, are you guys okay? We're like, well, you know, you jumped into our bathtub because now you're thinking about where am I going to get my next paycheck? How am I going to pay the bills? How are we going to, you know, buy groceries and all these things? And it's like, yeah, we thought about that the last 13 years. And also (laughs) another funny thing, like we live in our little, like literally like 50 square feet in our little tiny RV. And so having to be in quarantine together, Nobody else in our life, really, in this little tiny box. It's we're just so used to it. And so it like that aspect of it, which was such a culture shock for most people, mm-hmm. was the norm for us. What became the culture shock for us? Unfortunately, the politization, politics, politicization. <laughs> OK, anyway, maybe that's Golly. not a word. Turning a virus into a political thing and then through the election through the insurrection, all of that stuff, we normally have never kept up with the news. And so we're staying at our buddy's house right now. And so we've the watched shine the box. news. Yeah, it's called, we call it the shine box. <laughs> um, and so watching the news, I ended up going into a pretty deep, dark downward spiral um, right after the insurrection and then through January, February. It was brutal. I think it was like towards the very end of January, I was like, T, I think I'm depressed. And I've never been depressed before. I've always experienced a little seasonal depression but nothing like what I experienced. I mean, I was like barely getting out of bed. There were days I did not move. I forced myself to work out. So I just about worked out every day. Um, and I cooked the boys dinner every day. And some days that was all I did. And, Mm -hmm. and I would just be in a ball and just heartbroken. I would get on social media and I would see people that I love on both sides of the spectrum and people just being so hurtful and hateful. Mm -hmm. And I am like an ultimate empath. I feel literally what other people feel. And so I can't stand like physical fighting because I feel what these people are feeling. Like I want to throw up when I watch somebody get punched. Right. Mm -hmm. So as an empath, this was not my year. And so I scheduled an appointment with our therapist and then the huge snowstorm hit Mm. And we drove in the snow because like they had texted an email to confirm it. And I'm like, well, they text an email to confirm it. So surely it's happening. Like they could have texted or emailed to cancel it. Right. We mm-hmm. get there, sign on the door. If school's closed, we're closed. I'm like, no, 
Thankfully, it was a sunny day, even though the snow was completely snow covered, which that was just crazy anyway. Um, and then so I had to wait like a whole nother week and a half to get into him. But my our therapist is amazing. He was actually T's high school counselor. Yeah. Uh, huge huh. reason T graduated high school and he since went on and got his professional degree and is now a professional therapist. But man, going through that for two months in such a really dark place was terrifying. And the thought that people do that for years blows my mind. I, my love language is service. Mm-hmm. So I'm a doer by nature. And so I think maybe that's a huge reason why I, I wasn't able to stay in that place for too long, because I knew that I needed to do something. And I, I just I couldn't, but I knew I needed to. And so I, I feel like that helped. And I told T, honestly, like, we could we quit drinking a couple of years ago. Um, but I feel like if I was still drinking, I probably would have even been suicidal. It was that dark. It was a wow. really dark and scary place. I gave up social media for Lent, <laughs> which has been amazing. <laughs> I would even often tell him, like, please change the news. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. And but he was like, I just want to see what's going on. This is crazy. You know, this is history. Like with, this with is history. This historical. And you know, I'm taking two steps back and looking at both sides, and I'm seeing all the drama. And I, I, I really did become obsessed. I'd be up till two or three in the morning watching it unfold and just craziness. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, anyway, anyway. our therapist told T to turn the news off, and I, <laughs> I had told him I already already given up social media, and so walking away from those things have absolutely helped um, in the process, but. I, I think for me, too, in in that moment, um, the truth of it is you might think I'm watching the news or I'm watching television and I'm keeping up with all this stuff. We got to be on current events. But for for me, like becoming obsessed with it, like it was consuming my life. And Mm -hmm. after going to therapy and you know what, you need to shrink your world is what our, our therapist would say. You need to shrink your world. Your world is not the weight of the world. You don't have to think outside here, here, here. Shrink your world. Who's in your world right now? What's going on right now? That's where you need to be. And then I started realizing, oh, my gosh, I got consumed by television, by the news. I was hooked. I was addicted. You know what I mean? Like I got so consumed that I could not stop and I didn't even realize it because it was television. Does that make it okay? Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was consuming me. And does anyone else like out there think like is TV consuming me? Did I ever think that? I'm watching all my shows and I'm watching all these seasons of this and this and this. Man, we're consumed by so many screens in our life. Mm-hmm. It's just been an interesting coming out of COVID and going to therapy and realizing, wow, all these things that I've had to flush the toilet of my brain and <laughs> to get back to focus and clarity again. You know, you think it's because you had that addictive personality in the first place or the addictions that you had before that you're. It was looking for something else to latch on to. <laughs> well, I think there's I think there's a lot of that. I'm, I'm so ADHD and I'm so there are things that I can that I sensory. Yeah, I, 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 I there's I sometimes I can get some ticks. And one of those things is focusing on gotcha. something and the drawer is open and I can't like a stimulation. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, I can't wow. shut the drawer my whole life. All of that ADHD. No one know what to do. But it's still crazy as an adult to be. So like I don't sit down, I'm always on the move. And but there are things that, man, I can the drawer will become open and I can become obsessed. That I actually want to point this out to anybody who happens to be listening. that has anybody in their life that is ADD or ADHD. Once we realize this drawer thing, I actually think I said it jokingly one time, but it made so much sense in our life because T really 
well, he took the ADHD test through our, th- can I say this? Do you, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, sure. Through our therapist. And he was like, nine, right music. <laughs> 99.8% ADHD, like almost a hundred percent. But then with the margin Congrats. of error, he could be over. Right. I know it's the best, <laughs> the best success he's ever had on any test ever. I couldn't even take that test. I like looking at one question. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at all these questions. There's no way I'm going through this. So anywho, um, what we've realized the way T's brain works and our, other friends that we've met along the way that have had ADHD is imagine just a drawer is opened and it's the, I need to get a new symbol. So now the symbol drawer is open. That symbol drawer will not shut until that whole situation's closed. Either he's decided I no longer need a symbol or we actually get him a symbol. That drawer is not shutting. (laughs) And so I, I oftentimes, when I know, like, the problem is I'll have open, four or five drawers open, this too. This is true. <laughs> but, but if I know I can quickly close drawers, even if it inconveniences me, it's really a convenience in the long run because I've closed the drawer and we can move on. He's like, you don't have to do it right now. I'm like, I do, because we need to close the drawer to get through this. But, you know, it's interesting about that, too, um, as I'm learning about myself, looking back on my life through ADHD and the, and the insanity of what's going on in your head, how many things are going on in your head at once. Um, man, I can zone in. Music is a language where I, I see it as a painting, so to say, and I can get so zoned in and see a hundred things going on that I need to put into a song or, or all these things. And for whatever reason, that's the, that's a language that I can understand um, and multitask with more than anything, except when there's drama on the news and, and media that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like his ADHD has been a huge reason he's been such a successful creator and songwriter. And I'd, I've never wanted to stifle that. I've never wanted him to be on a sort of medication that just numbs him or takes that creativity away. And so it's like we we embrace it and we. Plus I have an ADHD. I'm like, I'm a I'm a click track on a drum set. Like I'm rocking, ba- I'm bouncing up and down and I, you know, it's like a clock. Um, well, that is very interesting. And I'm going to go back and listen to that again. I might have to start using some of that in my life. <laughs> Thank Cindy, you. Cindy, we're free. rambling for your show. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, I love our three free therapy session. Yeah, I was going to say, I got a free therapy session. Boy, I could use it too. I'm the same way I had to like, just, you know, stop commenting on social media, stop participating in it and just completely speak kindness and love positivity and leave all that alone. <laughs> I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. Well, that's the challenge is to is to see things like that and know that, you know what, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. I need to have self-control and I need to know that the Lord wants us to love him and to love and serve other people as we want to be loved and served. And and how am I doing that even in the process of the weight of the world happening all around you and what you might see as a black hole? But if we're doing those things, which obviously are challenging in these moments, then we're still sharpening iron with people. We're still sharpening iron with each other. We're still able to you know, have encouragement and motivation and truly leading each other to push forward, to keep creating, you know, to use these moments. Maybe it's stories, maybe it's it's anything that you could write uh, to help someone else realize that they're not alone on the planet. Create anthems to um, inspire each other to grow, you know, and, and I think it's important. And I have forgotten that through this process, too. Coming here and, and being back in the studio again has reminded me, man, this is the direction where I'm supposed to be at the moment. And let's go. Like, let's just, let's keep rolling. Amen. You're listening to 
to Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio. Well, one of the reasons we have you back on here is because you've got a new single you're getting ready to release to the radio stations. Yeah, we did a radio edit of My Warped Places, which is so funny to me that we were like a year and a half out from our album release and finally just now releasing this song because we contemplated that this would be the first release. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like, one of our most creative arrangements. Yeah, it's one of our favorite songs, and a lot of original White Collar fans have always really loved this song as well. And so, with all of our songs, of course, we've got the movie that plays along stage with us, and so, essentially, we've got a single video. Which is the video from the film. Yeah, the video from the film that goes along with every song. And so, we just slowly, over the last year and a half, will release a single with the video, and our label will push it to radio stations, which last summer, actually, was pretty cool. We ended up on um, the billboard charts with Bring Out Your Dead, which was just kind of mind-blowing Yeah, on the that billboard awesome. secondary charts. Something yeah, you dream about when you're a kid, you know? So yeah. that was that was really cool to see, which unfortunately, though, we're stuck in the middle of a pandemic, so we couldn't tour it. We couldn't radio tour it or anything, but it was still cool. Like, we still got screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so My More Places, it's the what fifth song in our set of 11 it's almost halfway through but it's really really cool it has a lot of the twangy oh you want to talk about that yeah um we had a friend of ours uh named tom Ware, a local musician here that's um man he's traveled and toured all over the world just an absolutely wonderful songwriter singer songwriter yeah plays every instrument ever right so what we did we were in the studio in los angeles and we sent the songs to him here in fort smith arkansas and and he played warlitzer slide guitar steel banjo <laughs> mandolin um and then he noodled around and did dobro, all these different things fiddle. yeah dobro fiddle and then sent all the tracks back to us so we cut copied and pasted him all over this album and finally when he heard it he was like um are you sure i played on this and, and we're and like he's like i don't remember playing that <laughs> yeah, like we you know we just we we chopped you up man <laughs> yeah so he's kind of got dispersed throughout the entire album but he's awesome and i'm so proud to to have him on this song. Yeah, Tom is amazing. He really, man, he really is. Oh, he's and Veronica both are singing on this song too, um, which is really awesome. I really enjoy Veronica's voice and a lot of the newer material I'm working on. I'd like to see her do more than what we've done, a lot more than what we did on this last album. And which is, you know, part of our evolution as well. Like, cause I mean, the first album, nobody sang. The second album, it was only T. Now the third one, I sang a little bit. And so in my, I don't know if it'll be half and half the next one. Yeah, right. So yes. We'll see. Who knows? We don't know yet. We'll just bring in robots. Yeah, <laughs> I might be available. Hang on. Oh, come on, baby. <laughs> It's called My Warp Places, and I love this tune. Chris, our producer, we recorded it in L.A., and he has also worked with John Five. Uh, oh, Rock. we just did Chris Daughtry's album. Yeah, Chris Daughtry's album. He just, yeah, he just mixed like Scott Stapp's newest album. Avril Lavigne's newer stuff. Um, Head Out of Water, is that what it's called? Yeah, Something. number one on iTunes. Uh, amazing. But he's done like he Rob Zombie and that. Tommy Lee. Anyway, he's amazing, and we're just like dogs under the table he throws the scraps too whenever <laughs> whenever he, we can afford to eat a scrap <laughs> and we can't we can't put out any of this new music yet until he produces it and so we got to wait till california right. opens up so we can get even get there but so. he did all of the electric like i had samples and we were using all the samples and we smashed those things but he did all the guitars he put a lot of the orchestra sounds in and it, it really is just a really cool tune. So, man, thanks for bringing that up, Cindy. I had forgotten all about it. <laughs> when, well, when, when do you think this will air? Uh, this is going to air next Monday. But Man, should I mention chat with us? 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this say is we're something it we've been working on. Um, okay. That is definitely not out. We've not told. Well, we've told like close friends, but but it could be out by the time you. Yeah, air I'm this. hoping it'll be out by the time you air this. And so that's why I'd love to talk about it. Um, okay. But whenever I was in my really dark place earlier this year, I started thinking that there are people out there that literally have no one to talk to. It's a truth, and especially during. COVID, when people are quarantined, there are people that are housebound, that are have immunocompromised, and they are just terrified to leave or whatever. I mean, there's just people out there that need someone to talk to. And I, I even in my darkest spots, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I didn't want to add to the burden of anybody else because we're all going through really dark stuff. And there are people in my mind, I kept going like, there's people that are going through way worse. You know, I've got I've got it really good. I can't believe that I'm in this play. You know, I was just downplaying my feelings and my emotion, which was not healthy for me to do. But I was thinking like, man, people just need somebody to talk to. So what T and I are going to throw out there, I don't know if anybody's going to bite or not, is just a little thing we're calling chat with us. And we made this little video and it's like 30 seconds and we're just going to throw it on our socials. And it's like, hey, if you need somebody to talk to, we love people. Let's talk. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. It it doesn't have to be anything, any agenda. But if you just want somebody to talk to and, and on your terms, like when are you available? What medium like FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, whatever would work the best for you? And let's make it happen. And so I don't know. We're just going to see if anybody wants to chat with us. And it's almost like giving people an opportunity, like maybe if they are a fan, if they just want to have a conversation or somebody doesn't know us at all and just needs to kind of vent. Let's chat. Well, hopefully somebody, at least somebody will do it. Even if it's just one person, I'll be like, man, this is, this was worth it to give mm-hmm. one person an opportunity to have a conversation. So we shall see, but I wanted to get this uh, video released first and then maybe, I don't know, we'll roll this thing out. If we do chat with us, then Cindy will chat with us more often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you familiar with heart support that uh, Jake lures? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just through, yeah, just through festivals and, and over the years and, uh, course they've always been especially in the uh, christian world they you know they will always have a booth set up and and so we've yeah crossed paths you've got to meet people where they are and you can't always come in there and say yeah i'll talk to you but you have to be like this first <laughs> right yeah no judgment from the business yeah. yeah oh yeah no judgment from us you know i think that was something that was challenging for us on the road when sometimes you know when we first started we started in the christian music world and maybe did only maybe one or two general market shows a year the first three years i think and then when we started working with chris in la our our life changed and we were perform started performing in a lot more places it was only like one or two christian yeah one or two christian shows it it just slowly transitioned it was which was strange but those are the doors that open and that's where we fit in and, and it was awesome um but i feel like that's you know the struggle with us was when we were playing the christian events and i know that we are not a conventional Christian band. I, I totally get that. Um, but I think what was hard was we would get to places and we would, you know, get stereotyped um, mm-hmm. or you would have people say certain things. And, and it wasn't everybody, but there was those people. And, and it's easy to say, oh, the, that church doesn't like us when it really wasn't the church. It's just a few people. But at the same time, um, you know, it was hard because it was like, man, what if we do a show at the club down the street and people come and they want to know where they could go to church 
And it was like, how could we invite them to that church if they don't even accept us? And we're super weird. So I know you're not as weird as us. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to have somebody good to recommend. And who who do you recommend? And it was hard when we played different city every night and you would have people. And it was like, man, I don't know a lot of who do I trust here in these different cities. And a lot of times we would start sending people to like AA or a 12 set program. Um, I'm involved in a 12 set program. That's another life changer. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. It is a life changer. But you're not supposed to talk about the Lord. You're not supposed to talk about God. You're supposed to talk about your higher power. But that's technically not even supposed to talk about your program right now. But, you know, (laughs) well, I'm not talking about the name of my program. (laughs) There you go. So we don't know what 12 step program. But (laughs) (laughs) I need to be in every 12 step program. Every single one. But what I'm trying to say is that um, I know from 12 step programs that Jesus and the Lord are talked about almost 95 percent of the time. Their experiences have created humility in their lives. And half of humility is humiliation, and that's something that I have done many times in my life. I've made tremendous mistakes that have humiliated me, even as a 46-year-old man. But part of that creates humility, and you're able to see yourself through someone else's eyes. So when someone walks into a 12-step program, you are getting loved on from the very moment you walk in because people see themselves through your eyes or you see yourself through their eyes. That's what creates empathy in a lot of ways. And also that is, uh, I feel like where someone can find true love in a city. If you didn't know someone that you trusted, I feel like there's programs on so many different corners that people could go to. And if anyone's listening and and dealing with something like that as well, trying to figure out how to uh, get people to get moving forward, those are real places to really move people forward. Is there anything I have not asked you about? Um, man. Just hoping to get back on the road. If anybody is wanting to bring us to their town, hit me up. Okay. Um, you know, booking at whitecollarsideshow.com. Or just when we decided to do White Collar for real, for real, thanks to a really cool band out of Texas named Embodiment. They had a lyric that said White Collar Sideshow in it. So that's where it came from. But, but, <laughs> so if you Google White Collar Sideshow, it's going to be us. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right. Do y'all still have merch? You're shipping out? We we do. We just mailed off a CD today. We've we, got vinyls. Yeah, we got vinyls. vinyls. Yeah, vinyls are a fun one to have. Yeah. They, it's been cool. We actually, what's crazy is we reordered CDs and because I just saw it on our uh, Facebook memories popped up. I've given up scrolling Facebook for Lynn. I do white collar stuff and I'm done, right? All right. You got to get white. your social media stuff done. That's uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, got to stay a little bit present, but um, just recently... From last year, it popped up that we had just gotten our new batch of CDs in. So right mm-hmm. before, you know, going out for festival season. So I have a whole shipment of CDs that we didn't get to sell last and year during t-shirts. festival system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Festival. If you go to whitecollarsideshow.com on our merch page, um, man, we have all of those things. And we need to move it, really. Yes. And it all would right. help us tremendously. Um, yeah, keep fi- it, keep financially, forward, absolutely. Yeah. And and. The ability to get new stuff because we got to get because we only have so much space in our RV as well. So that's a whole nother thing of like, you know, you add T-shirt. That's two huge cardboard boxes for. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. We live in like our seven room. by eight. That's our what I'm Fifty six. Yeah, our, 56 our living room is seven feet. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I have seen the RV oh, yeah, not from the sure. inside, but I have seen the RV and it would be a challenge for me to live in there. <laughs> Definitely. You would love it, Cindy. You do your whole podcast <laughs> traveling around. It's so fun. Watch out, because Dan's talking about that. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
That's awesome. Well, we know all and and everything tip wise. If you ever decide to do that, yeah. you need to contact. People often will be like, "Hey, I'm thinking about an RV. You know, can you give me some pointers?" Boy, I will just well, let can you. Yeah, it's a novel what I offer and like all the apps that we use. And it's only a hundred dollars one time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, she knows every trick to the trade. So, and you know, everyone does because you know everyone that travels. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably no smarter than us. Oh, oh, I don't know about that, but I'm sure you have some great tips that you could offer for people. Okay, well, we will see if people can get on that website and unload some of that merch. Because I, hey, I love that album. Company. I still have, I actually have a CD of it in my car. I don't use CDs very often, but I still have that CD in my car. <laughs> yeah, man, that's special. Oh, I love it. I, I listened to it the other day. Thank it, you I, very much. There's something about, to me, I mean, I guess it's old school. I like to put in a CD and listen from beginning to end, because I think there's a rhyme or reason to why songs were put in a, a particular. That's how we made it. Absolutely. And especially yours, because yours is always a story. That's one of the ones I'd have to do that with is y'all's. I love it. I was a huge um, Pink Floyd the Wall fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, and another thing in my life I became obsessed with and could I would watch it over and over and over and over and over and over. I, I don't know. I know that sounds insane. But so these stories, these concept albums, these things really spoke to me and like, wow, why not? Everything should be a story. Why, what are you trying to really say here? What's the whole overall picture? And And I think for me, figuring out those kinds of things that's how my brain works through that process and and um and i love it that way even though one song could could have your own story behind it I feel like there is a rhyme or a reason to all of it mm-hmm. right. and not just ours but everyone's in some way exactly well i'm gonna let you guys go it's getting late and i sure do appreciate you talking with me tonight perfect well, we appreciate it well we love talking to you and it's great to see you yeah bye cindy bye-bye love you, love you.